0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 57, where we'll be discussing designing landing pages and long-form sales pages with Divi. Let's get chatting, but before we do, let's say hello to tonight's awesome panel. I'm going to start with ladies first. Hi, Olga.
1: Hi, guys. Hi, everyone who is listening. Um, I'm Olga, and I'm a web designer at Infinite Imagination Web Design uh, based in Sunny Queensland, Australia, and you can find me on my website, infiniteimagination.com.au.
0: Awesome. So glad you're here, Olga. And hi, Tammy. You're a perfect timing.
2: (laughs) Hey, everyone. I'm Tammy from Sunflower Creatives based in Orlando, Florida. You can reach me on Twitter from your blog place.
0: Fantastic. So glad you're here. Hey, Corey. Sorry, I had to unmute.
3: Corey Jenkins uh, coming at you from uh, Prescott, Arizona. Uh, You can uh, catch me at Divi.Space, AspengroveStudios.com, and uh, across all the social media uh, things that people
4: go to happy to
0: be here fantastic hey tim hey
4: everybody tim streifler broadcasting from round rock texas just outside austin texas and uh, you can find me online at dibbylife.com Timstreifler.com, and wp the podcast.com
0: and where was round rock at there tim
4: just outside austin texas
0: I'm just messing with you. I like giving Tim a hard time.
4: Normally Uh, i say Austin, Texas, which is mostly true, but technically my agnostic isn't right.
0: My name is David Blackman with Haspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP the Podcast, obviously Divi Chat as well. Super glad to be here. You can really find me if you want to get in touch with me on Facebook. I do have accounts on all those other social media platforms, but I'm rarely ever there. I'm always on Facebook, however. So, if you really want to get a hold of me, find me on Facebook, David W. Blackman. All right. Well, tonight we've got a, a, a another scintillating topic: long-form landing pages and landing pages in general. Um, you know, maybe what we should do, you know, in, in getting tonight's topic kicked off, is talk about, you know, when you may want to use landing pages and what you may want to use landing pages for in particular maybe even long form landing pages which we're going to kind of touch on as well Um, does anybody want to want to do that or do you if not i'll i'll dive off but i want to offer it to one of you guys
4: i'll jump in i i think uh landing pages used to be quite a bit different. You would have like your website and then have a landing page. But I feel like these days, 2017 going into 2018, you really should be thinking that most of the pages on your website should be more like a landing page and that they should be designed for conversion. Um, you know, you should have very clear calls to action and so forth. And obviously like a portfolio page isn't going to be the same, but in terms of like product pages and your home page, you should really think about um, designing it more like a landing page than a traditional like home page in that um, yeah it's it 's for a purpose every page should have a goal it should have clear calls to action. you should be bringing your web visitor through the funnel. Um, some people think oh well i 'm not doing sales funnels. well, you are you just might not realize it um, and so that that 's kind of the way that I 've been thinking about um, home pages and, and product pages and so forth is really they should be more like landing pages where you should be guiding the, the user. Through the funnel, the different steps, Um, and that's whether it's e-commerce, a service business. Because at the end of the day, uh, every website, every page should have a goal. And um, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm I'm glad you you clarified that, and it's a really good definition, Tim. I know that some clients even refer to the homepage of their website as the landing page. You know, I know when I've um, when I met with clients in the past, you know, they've they've referred to that page as the landing page, which logically it makes sense. It's where people typically land on your website when they come, but I couldn't agree more in that, you know, your page really, you know, in, in 2018 should be designed to convert your visitors based on the purpose of why they're coming to your website. So awesome. Olga's got her mic unmuted and she hasn't been here in a while. So I'm going to say hi, Olga
1: yeah hi guys um like i'm agree with tim and i see that landing page um perhaps lots of home pages can be designed as landing page but i also see the landing page is a one page that can be used say if you use uh, advertising with a google or facebook and uh, if you've got lots of products or services but uh, the then each service has to have its own landing page and if you do advertising then and for one particular product, say, then when people click on the advertising, it has to take them to a landing page when it has a very clear information about that one product, which is I think in this case, the landing page would be different to a home page because general home page is like a general overview of kind of like a business card of your business. And will have uh, listed perhaps all your services or product or what you're doing, etc. cetera. Where a landing page should be concentrating more on like one product or one service. And also, in that concept, of that sales page, I see the sales page as a landing page that basically are designed uh, purely for sales and conversions. That's my Boom. take on it.
0: Boom. Drop is that mic
1: drop? <laughs> that.
0: Yeah,
3: I, I think I think Olga hit it spot on. Um, you know, obviously, if you're if you're advertising your services and people have done the research, they're finding you through AdWords, and they finally reach reach your product, they don't need a real long form um, sales page maybe to to make them act upon. Uh, you know, make, make them make them act upon your offer um I, I i guess it kind of also comes down to like uh brand or product recognition uh if you have a product that's like really well branded i'm selling oreos and it, you know, somebody comes to my site and they want to buy oreos i don't need a whole lot of content to convince them to buy oreos but if it's if it's a newer product maybe something that's not as like straightforward and needs to be explained i, I think that's where the long-form sales pages come into um I, another aspect of, of a long-form sales page would be SEO. Um, you would have more content and uh, more more copy on a long form sales page than you would, you know, uh, just just a regular uh, landing or or a general sales page where you might just have like you know an image, a little bit of copy, and then a, a you know option to purchase now. So in in essence, they're they're kind of the same thing. It just kind of depends on your needs and maybe how well, how well uh, branded your product is.
4: Yeah. And I, I think there there isn't always a right or wrong answer, you know, whether you should go long form or, you know, straight to the point kind of thing. Like Corey was saying, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to testing and, and you know, figuring out, OK, you know, what happens if I uh, change it up and, and go long form? You know, are my conversions going to go up or down, stay the same? Um, and it, yeah, I, I think when when you're doing anything with conversion, it's all about testing, trial and error. Uh, You know, even things that are known to be best practice might not work as well for, you know, a particular niche or or product or or so forth. Um, So, yeah, it's all about testing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I think I was about to say the same that the best way to uh, find out whether the the sales page works for you or not is either A-B testing or just make one page, you know, run it for some period of time and then make another one. But in terms of how long the sales page should be, I think it should be, like, there is no kind of rule how long it should be or how short it should be. But um, it should be just long enough to explain absolutely everything very clear about products or, or service. So then people who go on it, they can read and, like, to make sure that the page kind of going to answer all their questions that they may have. And and sorry, i think sorry, David, that I- I interrupted me.
0: That's okay. Go ahead. I,
2: I think that uh, all pages should function as a landing page. Uh, that way, uh, if people happen to land on that page, they have a clear direction of what to do. Uh, also too, if you're gonna use a landing page for advertising, I think it's important to uh, try to limit your call to actions to just one, like uh, maybe uh, use a blank template so that you're not using uh, the navigation menu or the footer. and uh, That way you can, I don't know, I think uh, have better conversions since there's less choices.
0: Well, you you may have just answered a question that has annoyed the ever-living Dickens out of me since the beginning (laughs) of web development time. You know, I've always wondered why in the hell do they create these sales slash landing pages without the menus on there, and the only button (laughs) you can click on that dang page is the call to action, which – totally makes sense. That's one way to get them to force them to, you know, because if I've, you know, I enjoy reading, seeing the products, seeing the, you know, services that they're offering. I may even purchase it. I may not. And inevitably I always want to get back to their site so that I can dig around some more. And that's one of the biggest pain in the butt things for me has always been like, this is 2018 people. I got to click the back button. What the hell, you know? Um so, yeah. yeah,
2: that can be a pain. I guess those pros and cons to all of the decisions you make with the landing page.
0: Well, it's funny. It makes perfectly logical sense as a salesperson and a sales mind. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you describe, you know, all of y'all why it's important and, and the different facets and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. OK, well, that, that makes total sense. I, I totally get it and stuff.
4: Yeah. The people have major ADD. I I think it's like they come out with measurements, like the average attention span, you know, for a person is like 10 seconds and they can only focus on one thing at a time, you know, for 10 seconds and then they get distracted. And so if you have other options up in the menu, other things to distract them, other links that take them off of that, you know, that sales page, that checkout page, whatever. Well, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot because they're going to see, oh, case studies. Oh, you know, before I purchase, let me go read some case studies or, oh, they have, you know, a testimonials page. Let me go read some of those. Um, and so, yeah, like, like David said, just kind of makes sense logically. You know, if you give people things to get distracted with, then they're going to get distracted with it.
0: Yeah, I want to bring up a couple of points about what makes a successful landing page successful. Um, you know, when you get into we, we've got some questions in the chat from our live viewers, our Aravinda is asking, um, you know, does Divi work with ClickFunnels and stuff? And Tim may be able. I would assume that it does. Um, You know, Tim may be able to answer that. I know that he's a big um, Russell Brunson fan and uh, ClickFunnels guy and stuff. So, Tim?
4: Yeah, I I was just looking at that question, too. Um, I think the question is, can we create ClickFunnels type pages with Divi? instead of having yeah. to use click funnels. Okay. Okay. Oh. Sorry, I misunderstood. Okay.
0: It. No, I think you, you understood it right and I misunderstood oh, okay. it. Okay. Thanks so, for clarifying.
4: Yeah. I mean that that's a tricky part. The I think the the beauty of click funnels is how easy it is to set up, you know, here's here's the first page, here's the second page, here's the third page, and being able to look at the conversions, you know, between each step and be able to see that it's all built in. Where with WordPress and Divi, you have to you know, kind of manually link those pages up and you can definitely do it. Um, but you're not going to be able to, to have the, the, you know, the simplified way of creating those. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you think of what ClickFunnels is, it's basically just, you know, one page and then another page and another page. So if you just create those in, in WordPress and Divi, then you can definitely do that. Um, ClickFunnels has other tools built in like, uh, you know, pop-up, you um, Checkout forms and um, you know pop up subscribe forms and stuff like that. And so um, you know Divi doesn't have those things built in, but there are add ons. For example, I have a plugin called Divi Overlays, which lets you do pop up forms, checkouts, whatever. Um, you know, and there, there's other tools out there too that can help you with that. But yeah, I would say if like your whole purpose is um, just uh, landing pages and funnels and so forth, well, ClickFunnels might be a better option. But if that's like one aspect. Of you know you're going to build websites, you're going to build funnels, and yeah, you can definitely do it in Divi. It just might take a couple extra steps to kind of link things up.
3: Yeah, and and as far as as far as the A/B testing aspects, I mean, <clears throat> Divi does have the they call it Divi Leads, where it makes it relatively easy to to A/B test. You can you can set um, you know different call to action modules and A/B test them, see which one performs better. You can set a um, you know, pricing, maybe that's a percentage versus a, a flat rate on pricing. And and you can actually, you can actually, uh, AB test that, that kind of stuff with, uh, with Divi leads and set different, um, conversion goals or, um, you know, like bounce rates and, and things like that. That's, that's, that's actually doable within Divi. Um, I think another beautiful thing about Divi is the, the library. There's, there's so many free Divi resources out there. Um, people who have designed these, um, Landing pages and are, and are giving them away. Um, Divi has some, some built-in type sales pages that you can import from the library and then kind of tweak. So the the, the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about Divi is it's so easy to to change and and make those changes. You know maybe I'm going to move this button over to this side. And so so to me that's that's where the real power comes in using Divi um, for sales pages. And I've actually talked to a lot of people who have a site. Maybe it's on maybe it's on Genesis or another platform. And they use the Divi the uh, Divi Builder plugin simply, you know, to, to create just quick uh, sales pages. So um, I, I think if you kind of learn the the A/B testing with with Divi Leads that's built in, and utilize some of the library features, it's it's a really powerful tool compared to um, you know like a like a lead pages or one of those um, services.
4: Yeah, and, I think. The the Divi leads, I feel like, is one of the most underutilized features of Divi. No one really talks about it. I don't know a lot of people that use it extensively, but yeah, like Corey said, it's very powerful.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, in in the long run, it just basically comes down to back to the ClickFunnels. And, you know, you guys have summarized it very, very good. Uh I think, you know, a lot of the features that come in with ClickFunnels is the analytics and you know, the stuff that, that it automatically has built right into it. Whereas Tim was talking about for you to build out those pages. The answer is yes, you can do it in Divi. The, the, the question is, is it smart to do it in Divi? You know, does it justify the, you know, $97 a month that you can pay for a a system that's proven built and ready to go? Or like Corey said with Divi leads and, um, all of the functionality that's actually built in the Divi, you know, if you become a master and you learn Divi, become a Divi master, it is one of the most powerful tools, website building tools on the planet. I mean, it is phenomenal. So, um, yes and yes and yes. And Corey, I'm assuming you you answered that question of, of Ryan's from the group regarding the A-B testing and leads and stuff.
3: Uh, I, I was just kind of bringing it up.
0: Um, Oh, well, good. Well, you answered it, Ryan. There you go.
3: <laughs> right as Corey was talking about that. I saw Right it. as you answered okay, it. Okay. Posted. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually guilty of one of those people who has definitely underutilized that feature. I'm well aware of it. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it might be, you know, it might be good for, for us maybe to to dig into that a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe in, in another episode that's more just kind of niche, like Divi features, um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. I've, I've played around with it and, um, you, you can go elegant themes.com slash gallery slash divi slash divi dash leads. Uh, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes and I, would suggest everybody uh, checks that out.
0: Yeah, that's great. Great. We're going to have, we're going to have some awesome show notes for this week. I have a feeling, um, I want to go back, circle back to the question that I posed right before we kind of dove off into the some of the viewers' questions, which was what makes a good landing page? You know, what what are some of the aspects that would make a good landing page? And I've always heard that, you know, what makes a great landing page is, you know, people can come to it regardless of if it's a short or long form, and they can scan it quickly and go from top to bottom with titles and subtitles only and know exactly what is all on this page. And it will just kind of walk you through a journey, just glancing, reading the titles as you go down the page. And then you kind of have a good overview of what it is that the page is all about. If you want to get into more detail, obviously you can stop in, read the content in the sections and stuff. And we have a couple of good landing page examples that do that. I'll link those in the show notes as well. Um We've built them, you know, just for our own internal purposes and stuff, but I don't mind sharing. And there's lots of, of other, you know, landing pages out there that do this really well. I think what comes to mind is um, screw the nine to five, which is a very famous um, you know, Facebook group that, you know, these, these people are like the Kings of, of, of landing pages and marketing and um, you know, they do a really, really good job of it as well. In fact, we, built one of their landing pages because it was so awesome and nice. And I wanted to use it as a template and we built it in Divi and stuff. So um, we'll share those as well. What other at facts, you know, you guys know any other things?
4: Yeah. Uh, so David and I have another podcast called WP the podcast. And we, we talked about a, a portion of this um, in an episode and <laughs> something we came up with. That's kind of catchy, which I think, uh, is really important for landing pages is big, beautiful, bold buttons, uh, the four B's. Uh, and if you look at any successful landing page, you'll notice that they have these big buttons. Yeah. Um, that's what they want you to click. They're big for a reason. It draws you in. It makes you want to click on it cause it's big and shiny and colorful, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I would say that's one. Another one is, um, Successful landing pages always have some form of social proof. So, you know, a few different testimonials or oftentimes if it's like a long form landing page, you'll see the social proof kind of integrated throughout. You'll have a testimonial up here and then you scroll down. It's talking about something else. There'll be another testimonial there. So I would say those two are, are really big um, for for successful landing pages.
0: And I know I know Olga's built a few landing pages. What do you think? Oh, that,
1: uh well, I think that the main... Well, one of the things that's uh, very good for landing page is, uh, first of all, make it very readable, like the readability. So usually, you know, uh, like the text for reading, say, uh, I think standard is 800 pixels. So if your uh, website screen is wider perhaps you want to make it uh, the, all the text you know a bit narrower another thing is um, bump up text a few pixels up so if your usual text is you use 16 pixels, perhaps bump it to 18 or even 20 and to make it readable like the human mind is very you know have short attention span to everything so if you have a long text then people probably will get bored and will switch off so it's quite I think important to have a bit of a description have a lot of uh, titles and subtitles and then break, in, break it up with images or with testimonials uh, i think a good thing for a nice uh, sales page is to have a frequently asked questions uh, section and uh, perhaps will be good to put those questions like in a toggle box or something so people who have more questions they can open and read it, but then people who are not interested can just scroll past them relatively quickly to the next section to read uh, what else is up. I think that when i like when I think about a really good sales page, one that comes to mind is um AppSumadil sales pages, and uh, another one is Apple sales pages
0: yeah I Apple mean is there
1: great. is obviously a lot of, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's everything. Like, when I look at both of those that, you know, quite popular, they definitely convert their so, you know, famous. Um, the one thing they have kind of in common is they always stay on point. They don't overdo with exclamation marks. And I noticed there is like, uh, I looked at th- a few sales pages and... Uh, Some of them can look tacky and the tacky ones usually have a lot of exclamation marks. And I feel like personally it's a bit of turn off and absolutely everything has exclamation mark kind of feels like people are screaming at you. (laughs) Uh, So I think, yeah, hold on to exclamation marks and uh, uh, yeah, just make all your content straight to the point.
0: We're going to put that in the show notes, less than five exclamation points, damn it on the sales page.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, another thing you. I wanted wanted to bring up um, in terms of like I guess inspiration for landing pages, uh, lead pages. They're a hosted uh, landing page um, company similar to ClickFunnels. Um, they've been around a lot longer, actually. So they have. If you go to their templates page on LeadPages.net. You can look at their templates and you can sort by conversion rate. And it's something that they brag about. They're, they're the only ones that have this feature. So you can actually look at templates that have um, really high conversion rates based off of their users and um, you know, kind of get some inspiration, see how the pages are laid out, um, kind of with some data backing it. So you know, okay, a landing page that looks like this has a really high conversion rate, you know it's a good place to start. Um, and you can kind of reverse engineer that and recreate it in Divi.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think some of the really successful landing pages that you see aren't necessarily the most beautiful things. Um, I, I, I think like a, you know, a really great designer would look at some like really successful landing pages and kind of cringe at uh, some of the elements of it. Maybe the buttons are too big, bold and beautiful, Tim. Um, <laughs> But yeah, four,
0: four B's, Corey, get it straight Four B's. Big, <laughs> old beautiful buttons.
3: Okay. Okay. I, I put the buttons at the beginning. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I think ultimately it, it comes down to, um, good copy. If you're not a good copywriter and you're, you put too many exclamation points after everything, then, then hire somebody who is, um, you just want really clean, concise to the point, uh, copy. And then, um, you know, I I think probably a good episode to look back on that, that we've recorded in the past is our uh, episode on um, UX on the user experience. And you know, it's 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 not the overall design. It's not the you know how, how pretty it is. It's just how, how well it flows, how the copy is compared to the um, to the call to action and the balance with images and things like that. So uh, the beautiful thing about Divi is you can look at some of these. Um, things like on on lead pages like Tim was talking about and recreate them fairly easy in Divi. And they don't have to be the most beautiful thing in the world. But uh, you know, the the main objective is that they, they convert. And if, if, if you're David, who's a uh, uh, design Nazi, he loves the uh, the, you know, beautiful, beautiful pages. He's going to put a little bit more effort into that. But I think, um, you know, I I think overall it's, it's kind of just, the main like user experience of the page copy to call to action ratio.
0: Yeah, this has been a a hot topic and a heated topic that I've had with many marketers about, you know, the design of the landing page and the, and the bottom line is, is crappy, ugly landing pages convert super Mm -hmm. awesome. If they follow the principles that we're talking about, big, bold, beautiful buttons, great copy converting content, The structure of the landing page to where, you know, they can scan it quickly, see exactly what it is that you're offering, and then it still converts really well. So even the landing pages that are like six miles long, those tend to do really well because I guess if you're going all the way down to the bottom of that page, you're buying something, buddy. You are buying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't
2: forget the power of using video series on a landing page. That way you can give uh, users the option to read or get little snippets of videos as they travel down.
0: That's a very good point, Tammy. That's a great point. Yeah, I think we're going to see more and more in that coming up in the future, uh, 2018 and stuff, more more engagement in videos and stuff. Go Olga.
1: Um one very long sales page that I designed was Cass Wood. I mean, I think you all guys know Cass Wood. She's from our TV Facebook group. And uh, she created all content. She's so awesome at it. Anyway, the point is that in this very long sales page, what we decided to do is we decided to put a buy button, not just at the very end of the page, but also kind of spread it around a little bit, you know, like at the top and then after a few sections, the buy button again, and then after a few sections again. And the reason we did that for is because some people may be ready to buy before they actually want to read the whole thing. And it's good when the button is somewhere around not too fast so they don't have to scroll. Um, But uh, from what I noticed, just looking at other sales pages, I have noticed that some of them only would have one button right at the bottom. Yeah, that's a really good
4: point. No, that's that's
0: a great point. I I think give, Give people an option to buy whenever they want it. Um, I'll give you an example. Our, one of our, uh, you know, our products, Testify, which is a testimonial plugin. We have testimonialplugin.com. Couldn't believe that domain was available, by the way. But uh, if you go over there, we actually have a sticky buy button that, as they're reading down the landing page and and finding out about their, you know, the product and stuff, it's there the entire time get it now. So, that's an option that that we've been testing uh that converts really well as well. And that's done with Divi. So, you can you can definitely do it. Sorry, Tim. Go ahead.
4: Oh, no. Um I was just going to comment on what what Olga was saying about having um the call to action, you know, buy now button kind of sprinkled throughout. If you think of it like um, you know, a uh, a sales pitch, uh, you know, uh, sales gurus and everything, they'll they'll teach you how you know, you kind of want to kind of go in for the close, you know, at different times. Um, and, you know, it's a little more subtle. It's not the hard close, but you kind of want to go in at different times throughout the pitch and you can kind of relate that to a sales page. You know, it's like you're going through one point and then buy now, and then, okay, they keep scrolling. Okay. Here's the next point. Here's an, ne- you know, the next reason why you should buy uh, Buy now, you know, and it's kind of subtle, you know, all throughout the page. And so, Um, If they don't click on those buttons, by the time they uh, get to the bottom, okay, now they've seen all the reasons. Now they can click the the buy now button if they hadn't already clicked on it um, earlier up on the page. But yeah, I like what David was saying with testify having that all throughout. So it's like no matter where they are on the page, they can click that get testify now button. Uh, And that is a gorgeous landing page. Speaking of um, landing pages or sales pages, um, the the testify testimonial plugin.com is definitely a great example of one built in Divi.
0: Uh, we've got a couple of questions, and our, our good cohort, Pablo, is, uh, you know, I'm sorry I've been not looking at the YouTube live chat, so uh, I'm, I'm guilty of that sometimes. Pablo, thanks for screaming from the rooftops. He's always
3: keeping us in line. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, you know, Claire wants to know, should your landing pages still look like your website, or can it be different, colors, fonts, etc.? cetera? Um, I think it depends, you know, personally on what it is that you're going for? I mean, if you if you're going for something that is branded to your company, then obviously you're going to want to carry your brand across. But if it's, um, you know, something new, something separate, something, you know, um, I think it can be different. It just depends on what your goals are.
4: Yeah, and bringing up the the Testify example, um, it it doesn't look like Divi Space or Aspen Grove Studios. It's a unique color scheme branded to testify the 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 unique branding um for that product. And so it doesn't look any, anything like David and Corey's websites. It's branded has unique branding and it it kind of fits that mold. And I think that's a good example because um, it's a landing page for a product. And so it's kind of unique to that product and branded to that product rather than to the business. It kind of puts the focus on testify rather than the company. If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: and and that, and that's those that's exactly why we did it that way cuz it, you know, we we are, you know, Testify was our first WordPress product as a whole, you know, that would work on any WordPress website. So it wasn't niche specific to Divi and this is a good example. I accidentally stumbled across a great example. Um but, you know, because we wanted to brand the actual product itself to WordPress as a whole. So we chose not to brand it with our companies, you know, Aspen Grove studios or, or Divi space or anything like that.
4: But I think on the flip side, if, if the, the landing pages for like, for example, a, a web designer, um, well, you know, that that's you, that's the company. Right. It should match yeah. the rest yeah. of the site, at least, so, you know, the major stuff yeah. like fonts and colors.
0: Totally yeah. agree. Tammy.
2: I think there's opportunities, too, where you may use some different colors, like if you were um, running a promotional for holiday season or something like that. You might actually use different colors along with your brand. So there's some appropriate times where you could uh, use an opportunity to do something different.
0: Very good points. Absolutely. What else are we missing about landing pages? Any other? I know we've given some key elements, you know, that we've talked about. We'll put them in the show notes. We've linked. We've talked about a couple of different companies that, you know, are kind of in the landing page business and stuff. I can't remember if Pages was the one that stole Bloom or not. So if they are, we're going to retract and cut yep. them out of our they are. podcast. <laughs> it was Lead <late> <laughs> Okay. Um, Sorry, Nick, we didn't mean to say lead pages on WDW chat. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, What else?
2: I think it goes without saying you need a good offer. So if you're going to use a landing page for like advertising, maybe you should have something a little different, a, a different offer than what you currently have on a website.
0: Good points. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. If you don't have a, a good offer, it doesn't matter, you know, what the landing pages looks like, what, you know, you can measure conversion rates all day, but if the offer is not good, you're going to have zero.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, Jonathan Doyle uh, mentioned our um, Halloween promotion. And I, I think that's another strategy for landing pages is um, kind of time sensitive, a sense of urgency. Um, Elegant Themes does great with that with their Black Friday stuff. They have the countdown timer and you're on that page and there's just seeing that countdown timer and the sense of urgency kind of get gets you to act upon the offer. So, so that's another uh, pretty successful approach.
4: Yeah, that's a good point of just talking about the different things on landing pages. Countdown timers are really good, um, for e-commerce scarcity. Um, I don't know what they are, scarcity, something, uh, scarcity gauge basically showing how much inventory is left so people like oh no i should grab it Um, there there's things out there that can fake it which i think is totally lame if you're going to do a countdown timer that needs to be legit i don't really like the evergreen countdown timers that when you land on a page it you know it resets for every person so it kind of gives them that that sense of urgency like on a Personal level, rather than like actually ending a sale at a set time, and then same thing with the scarcity gauges too. You can have it, you know, make it look like oh, you're you're going to sell out the last couple, and then you like come to the website a few days later and it shows that same numbers uh, gauge left. Yeah, or
3: or the old Groupon where it was like tipping the scales, like you know, ten more offers must be purchased to, to you know to activate it, and then how do I get yeah, it? Right? <laughs> so that, that was extremely successful for them back in the day. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I want to do, um, let's, let's you know, we're going, I, I want to dive, we've covered a lot of really good stuff tonight, and uh, it's been great. Um, I would like to jump into parting thoughts real quick, uh, because a few of our DiviChat hosts tonight have things they have to get to, so um, we're going to end probably a few minutes early, not, not too terribly off what we normally do, but... Um, let's go with our normal tradition of parting thoughts on landing pages and stuff. So who wants to start? I'm going to let a volunteer go and then we're just going to go from left to right after that. I'll oh, go. Corey's got his hand wet. He beat you, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> Corey, you're first. Go buddy. I had my hand on the buzzer there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm just going to go with kind of a, um, you know, a less is more approach. Um, You can cram all the information and stuff that that you want into a landing page but less is more have really clear concise uh good copy um really clear uh call to action and just don't make the offer too too confusing to people so when they're uh you know scrolling down this page and trying to figure out what's going on with your product or offer it's it's not taking them so long to figure out what the offer is or what the product is to where they get frustrated so less is more. If you're not a good copywriter, hire a copywriter, you know, you you can find them on all kinds of different sites, Fiverr and whatnot. So stick to what you're good at and, um, what you need help with, reach out to, to other people.
0: Boom. Olga, parting thoughts.
1: Right. Um, well, perhaps a little bit similar to what Cody said. I think that, uh, first of all the copy has to be really great if you are writing about your product or about your service uh, make sure that it explains your product or service exactly like very clear and in a very simple way so people of you know all ages all kind of think can understand it Uh, another one is uh, make it so it looks not boring and I think one way is not boring you know like if you look at very good sales pages you will see that there will have things like what populates the moment when they have image on one side text on another and then they switch and there is text on one side and image on another and um, yeah make short paragraphs uh use bullet points uh to bring up all the points make it all to the point and uh yeah i think the great copy is what actually sells so if you will get a great copy and then um make a nice design but in a way, so the design doesn't overpower the copy, but just helps it. That will make a good sales page. And yeah, just one button, only one button on the sales page.
0: bold, beautiful button. One yes. big, <laughs> bold, beautiful button. <laughs> I'm just playing
1: on. uh By the way, perhaps a little bit out of topic, but uh, one res- uh, article I read somewhere About colors and buttons. And they mentioned that the colors that convert the most for buttons are green. So, green buttons convert the most. So, yeah, nice copy, not boring, with a big, bold green buttons.
0: (laughs) Right. Tammy.
2: I'll say um, be prepared to cultivate your landing page. That means um, use some metrics, even go back to Google Analytics if you must and see what's working what's not and continue to add to it as time goes on and to improve your conversions
0: boom thank you tammy tim
4: yeah so i mean this is kind of a cliche phrase um, but i'm going to say it anyways you don't know what you don't know and i think that's true with uh, landing page conversion optimization. There's so many little subtleties um, that can boost conversions or destroy your conversions. That if you've never designed landing pages for a conversion before, then you you aren't aware of it. And so that's why going back to what I mentioned earlier, go to LeadPages.net, uh, click on the templates page sort by conversion rate and look at some of the templates that are proven to have high conversion rates. Find one that kind of fits the, the product or service that you need to build a page for and recreate it in Divi. Because uh, you're you're going to be starting with something that is is proven. Um, you know, follow the layout, you know, where the buttons are, you know, the, the size of the text, you know, bold text here, headings here, and, and use that as a template um, and then obviously change up the, the content and, and so forth. For your particular offer but um that way you're, you're going with something that that's been been proven before because if you haven't built a landing page and uh you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel and learn the hard way through testing um and then after that um test you know try out different things and and, and test use divvy's a b testing and um yeah see what works thank you very much tim
0: and i'm gonna go with the more is less approach <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, Corey. Um, I can't. I can't add to anything else that anybody has said. They, they've all kind of covered the bases on parting thoughts. The one tip that I will give you, and we'll link this in the show notes as well, um, add UTM tracking codes to the end of the URLs of, of whatever you're doing. So, if your buttons, if you're doing email marketing or Facebook advertising, and you're driving you know, traffic to these landing pages and stuff, uh, find a conversion tool that will allow you to tag these pages so that you can view the analytics in your own Google Analytics to see what is converting the best and stuff. So um, I'll link a website that will allow you to add UTM tracking codes, and then you can check it out in your own analytics and stuff. Oh,
4: can I I add one more? One more thing. No,
0: you cannot add one more, Tim. You, you one maybe- more value bomb on DiviChat?
4: Are you kidding me? Go for it. Uh, use visual so after you know, in terms of testing and, and doing what, what David mentioned with the UTM tracking codes, use a tool like um crazy egg. I, I did like totally blanked. Um uh it's a visual analytics tool. You can do heat mapping and you can see where people are clicking on the page. So if you have a call to action and it's not getting clicks and you can kind of see with the visual analytics tool where people are looking, then uh, it's a great way to to see where you need to make changes and so forth. That's it. Boom. Awesome. I was typing.
0: Sorry. I was thanking everyone for coming out tonight um, in our live chat. So awesome episode. I didn't realize we were going to put this much value into DiviChat tonight, but I feel like, Episode 57 is going to be one of those really good nuggets that someone's going to find and uh, get a lot of use from it on landing pages and stuff. A lot of, a lot of valuable information. I know that it, it uh, was for me. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to our website, divvy.chat, Check out our show notes, episode 57. If you like the show, feel free to like, review. Share all the good stuff because that's how people find us. You shout us from the rooftops. Give us thumbs up. Leave us a review and stuff, and, and and more people will find us. Tune in next week as we tackle another topic geared to help you improve your WordPress and website Divi website development and business. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Adios. Take
4: care. Bye-bye. Bye,
1: everyone.